The third one that's a non-negotiable, God, is this. The support of the nation of Israel and God's chosen people, the Jews. As we as Christians need to be able to take a stand on this issue and be able to defend it at all costs. At all costs. In Genesis 12, 3, it says, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Nation after nation has been cursed because they turn their back on God's chosen people, Israel. Replacement theology, supersessionism, which is a doctrine that describes the church as superseding the nation of Israel, assuming their role as God's covenant people. These doctrines and every other doctrine of any simulation to that is a false doctrine. It is a satanic attack on God's revelation. God doesn't make a covenant and break it. It's against the nature of God to do that. Satan has been very, very effective at removing and destroying history. Um, we see many times that, that monuments get destroyed here in the United States in recent times. Every, every monument, every, every historical evidence of the Holocaust, Israel is doing everything they can to protect it, not destroy it. You know why? Because they want the world to remember. Time and time again throughout Scripture, God says, remember, remember, remember. And Satan is doing exactly the opposite of that. He's trying to make sure that we don't remember. Somewhere around 1656, uh, 1688, only person in this room that may remember that would be Brother Woodard, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> it was after the flood, Abram was born, whom God later changed his name to Abraham. God gave the land through an unconditional covenant to Abraham. He willed and gave Abraham the deed to it. God's people has had the rights of this land for over 4,000 years. For anybody to say anything different is, is a lie. It is not true. God gave that land to Abraham. And let's just understand exactly who God gave it to, and through the lineage of who God's of, of Abraham, who God gave it to. Because God's word, which is truth, it is the basis of all truth, specifically lays out Abraham and, and what lineage of Abraham that God gave that land to. It's, it, God spelled it out. The problem is that many, many Christians do not read God's word. So how would you know? How would you know? In Genesis 12, 1, it says this. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, this is Genesis 12, 1. You can turn there if you want to. Um, I'm going to kind of dwell in Genesis 12 for a little bit. 
Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Then I want you to go on to uh, Genesis 17.7. So basically in Genesis 12, God laid out to Abraham you need to go to another country. I'm going to give you this country. And through your lineage, I'm going to bless thee that bless you, and I'm going to curse them that, will cur that curse you. Okay? That's not, like, conditional. Okay? In the way that you can establish that this is true, you can look at the generations that cursed Israel, and every one of them were cursed. God cursed them. And I'm going to give you one real quickly, and then I'm going to go back to Genesis 17. Right after World War II, Great Britain owned, or they, they had control of that land of Israel. They had, that, they had the control of that land. And Great Britain gave, gave that land to, back to Israel. But it was with a lot of a lot of hardship. In fact, if you go back prior to World War II and you go back um, uh, several years prior to that, Great Britain basically would not allow the Jewish people to come back to that nation. A lot of people don't know that. They wouldn't allow them to. In fact, they would actually ration people because they didn't want too many Jews in Israel. Well, Britain was one of the largest, they were the largest empire in the world and look at them now. In fact, look at them in the past few months as thousands and thousands of people are protesting, violently protesting in London today. I would say Britain has come to their knees, is what I would say. In Genesis 17, 7, it says this, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee me being God, and thee being Abraham, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Everlasting covenant. As a Christian, and you believe that you're a Christian because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have what kind of life? Everlasting. Okay. Is that conditional? Why would this be conditional? everlasting covenant with his seed after him. Okay, now he goes on to explain very specifically the lineage. Okay, he doesn't want this to get muddy. Okay, America, pay attention. God doesn't want this to get muddy. This is what he says. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful. I will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But just to be clear, this is what God says. Just to be clear, he says this. To be clear on the lineage of God's covenant, he says this. 
21. But my covenant I will establish with who? With Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee as this set of time in the next year. Oh, he goes on to say, hey, she's going to have this, this kid named Isaac next year. God very specifically made a covenant with Abraham, and he very specifically told the lineage of, of that covenant, and it was with Isaac. So we're going to fast forward about 270 to 300 years later. There was a famine in the land that God gave Abraham. But God preserved his people through a redemptive story that we know as the, uh, the story of Joseph. Through this, Israel spent 430 years in Egypt. Now, how do I know that? This is a cool thing. If you just study God's word, it kind of lays stuff out for you. It's just amazing. But you've got to, like, read it. Exodus 12, 40, it says this. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. Okay? So if you add 270 years, it could be as much as 300 years. But conservative, if you add 270 years from the time that Abraham made a promise, or God made a promise with Abraham, and add another 430 years, you come up with about 700 years to the time of Joshua. And when Joshua took back the land that was already deeded to whom? It was already deeded to Israel. Okay? He had to go, Joshua had to go in and clean it up. And in Joshua 1.1 it says this, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Now read verse 4 very carefully. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, okay, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Okay, now, have you heard this, this chant from the river to the sea from the Palestinians? Okay, that's our land and we'll want our land back. We want a two-state a, a two solution from the river to the sea. That's the entire nation of Israel. That God gave who? He gave Abraham through the lineage of who? Isaac. Okay, all right, just, just want to make sure on that. And it goes on to say this, There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong of good courage, for unto this, peop unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto your fathers to give them. I'm going to back up to 
<clears throat> to the time that, that the British government gave the land back to Israel. Before the modern Israel state, there was a British colony there. It, it was not a Palestinian state. And if you go back before the British colony, was the Ottoman Empire existed there in the land of Israel. It wasn't the Palestinian state. Before the Ottoman Empire, there was a fully Islamic state of Egypt. It was not a Palestinian state. Before the Islamic State of Egypt, the empire of Ayyubid existed, not the Palestinian state. In 1099, Godfrey de Bouillon conquered Jerusalem. But before that, it was not a Palestinian state. Before the empires of Ahmed and Fatimid, there was a Byzantine Empire, but there was not a Palestinian state. Before the Roman Empire, the Hasmon state existed, but there was not a Palestinian state. Before the state of Hashemast and the Celibid Kid state, there was not a Palestinian state. Before that, there was a Salivic Empire. The Empire of Alexander Macedonia existed, but there was not a Palestinian state. Before the Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empire existed. It was not a Palestinian state. Before the Empire of Babylon, there were kingdoms of Israel and Judah. It was not a Palestinian state. Before the kingdoms of Israel and Judah, there was the 12 tribes of Israel. It was never a Palestinian state. And I just went through the history all the way back to who was in that land all the way back to Joshua. There's no Palestinian state. It doesn't exist, okay? It doesn't exist, and it will not exist in the state of Israel. God scattered the nation of Israel through the world because of their sin. But God made a covenant promise with Israel that he would return them and restore their land. Because, see, that land that he gave them was a covenant. He deeded the land to them. What if, Mr. Stembridge, you go on vacation? That'd be cool. Be exciting, wouldn't it? You take off on vacation, and you come back, and you're like, somebody's living in my house. And you're like, well... No, no, that's my house because I, I own it because I possess it. It's my house. You're saying, no, 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 no. I just went on vacation. That's my house. That house is deeded me. You see the problem here? 4,000 years ago, God gave this land to Israel. He gave it to Abraham. And he said, this is my covenant with you through the lineage of Isaac. You have it. For eternity, everlasting covenant. The reason I'm going in such detail about this is because 70, around 70% 70 of all churches in 
America, denominational churches, do not believe that God gave this land to Israel as an everlasting covenant. He thinks that once the New Testament came about, that God made this switcheroo with the church. Okay, 70%. Get your head wrapped around that, okay? Because in a, in a couple minutes, I'm going to show you why that's so significant and so frightening, okay? We have to take a stand. Christians have to take a stand. This is one of the issues that I consider a non-negotiable to God. Because not only he made a covenant, an everlasting covenant, if God doesn't come after the nations that come after Israel, then God is not keeping his covenant and his word. Think about that. And that's, I know I'm a, supposed to be in an education thing, but that ain't going to happen. It's not happening. So let's fast forward. Islam came to the scene in 600 AD. Okay? 600 AD. When did, when did God make that deal with, with Abraham? Around 4,000 years ago. So 600 AD, Islam came to the scene. And over the course of, of centuries, several groups, groups took over Jerusalem. Um, in 1095, I think it was to 1000 AD, came the Crusades. It was initiated by the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church basically commissioned um, the Crusades. The purpose of the Catholic Church originally was to root out Islam. The problem is, is they not only rooted out Islam, but they also tried to root out um, the Jewish people. And um, so anytime you see or you hear or a, um, our Jewish friends know or hear something about the Crusades, they get, they get extremely concerned because they are, the Crusades actually um, murdered a lot of their people. And it was done under the name of Christianity. You see the problem? So it gets, it gets really concerning um, for, a, for a Jew with Christians. That's the reason Jews and Christ, Christians, or Jews don't trust a lot of Christians. That's one of the reasons for that. The other one I'm going to just tell you is because of the Reformation. There's a guy by the name of Martin Luther. Everybody heard of that guy? Um, he did some good stuff. But one of the bad things that he did was he had a lot to bad to say about, guess who? About the Jews. A lot of bad stuff. In fact, Hitler um, picked up on it, and he used that a lot of the stuff that uh, Martin Luther said um, to promote his anti-Semitism against the Jews and ultimately murdering 6, 000, or 6 million of them. In Jerusalem in 1941, it was a British colony. They took control. They, they controlled Jerusalem. Um, the, the Britons did, but they also allowed the Muslims uh, to, to live there as well as others. But in 1941, 
Hitler hosted a guy by the name of the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, Hayi Ahmed al-Husseini. Don't ask me to say that again. 1941, Hitler had this guy in Jerusalem. This Grand Mufti of Jerusalem was in charge. He was the governor, if you would think of, of Jerusalem. So Hitler met with him. It was a big event. I got pictures of it. Uh, can't deny it, in other words, what I'm saying. is, And it's interesting because if I didn't have pictures of it, the world would probably deny that. And I say me, I'm saying the world has those pictures. You can, you can literally Google it on the Internet. It's there. So Hitler and the Grand Mufti, they had, this, they had this agreement. They sat down and they worked out this deal. And this was the deal, to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. That was the deal. Okay. Um, this Grand Mufti was a, oh, he was a Muslim. Go figure. So they worked out this deal to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. Well, in 1948, after World War II, when Israel became a nation, they were a people without, without land. They, they were given part of their land back. By the way, they don't own all the, or they don't have control of all the land that they really own. Let me help you with that, okay? Just wink, wink, it's going to happen. Prophecy is coming to life before our eyes right now. But in 1948, Israel becomes a nation. Egypt, Jordan, Syria, all attack Israel, all sides. By the way, let me back up to Abraham. When, when God gave Abraham that land, all the surrounding kings, five of them to be exact, um, attacked Abraham. And guess what happened? He defeated them all. He defeated them all. And some of them he literally destroyed. So this happens again. Egypt, Jordan, Syria attack Israel. And I want to tell you a story about a hero. He's an American hero. His name was Al Shimweiner. And when they attacked, Israel had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. And in the United States, there was an agreement. There was, a, um, there was an agreement in the United States that no other country or no person could support another country. It didn't matter who it was. You just could not support another country. And I'm talking about militarily or anything of that nature. Well, Schwimmweiner was a, he was a flight engineer for the U.S. A transport Command in World War II. That's what he was. He was a pilot. When he found out that Israel was, was being attacked, he smuggled 30 surplus planes from the United States territories to the Jewish state. Now, these were planes that um, were being uh, used for salvage. I mean, they were basically destroying these planes. They had so many planes, they're like, we don't need all these planes, so we'll, we'll use them for um, scrap. We'll, we'll do whatever we want to. Well, he bought them, and he, 30 of them, and he smuggled them into Israel in 1948. And during that time, he also had a lot of connections with pilots, so he said, hey, um, I need some help. I've got 30 planes, and I need somebody to fly them. 
And so Schwimmweiner, along with about 40 to 50 pilots, um, left and went to Israel to help fight and help push back the enemy. They had nothing. And Israel, once again, because of God's divine purpose for Israel, Israel defeated all those armies, every one of them. Well, the United States heard word of this, and they end up... Um, Schweinweiner lost his citizenship in the United States. Um, they, he lost it. It was because of what's called the U.S. Neutrality Act during that time. <clears throat> in 2001, um, Bill Clinton actually pardoned him. And uh, I thought that was, a, that was a neat thing that happened. You see, every single war, war has been won by Israel. The United States, on many times, have pushed back. <clears throat> Egypt was a surrounded at one time. It was during the Yom Kippur War. Israel had surrounded the Egyptian army. The entire Egyptian army was surrounded by Israel in the desert. And they had them under siege. They were going to wipe them off the face of the earth, which they should have because they went to war with Israel. And the United States stepped in and said, I don't do that, don't do that. And time and time again, the United States has done this. Time and time again. And time and time again, Israel has backed off. But their enemy hasn't left because they're not allowed to destroy their enemy because of this, this kind of thing continues to happen. Henry Kissinger at that time was the one that, that stopped um, Israel from defeating the Egyptian army. Or on October 7th, it was on my birthday. And I'll never forget that day. Because it was a day like, to me personally, it was like a day like 9-11. But the crime was more horrific. The murder was more horrific. Um, I'm a Rumble fan, preacher, because they don't sit there and play games with, with, with videos and, and with, with like our news feeds. It, it's a go-to. If you lose it on another channel, go to, go to Rumble because Rumble's going to play it. Like you said, they may not agree with it, but you, you, they won't tell you that. They'll just play it because they believe in freedom. I did a video a few months ago, I mean, I'd say a few months ago, a few weeks ago. And I debated the video because it was, it was horrific. I had, I had video of the atrocities that these vicious, vicious animals, the murder, the horrific murders, that they murdered over 1,200 Israelis as well as Americans. And it wasn't soldiers that they were necessarily murdering. It was women, children. It was families. Some of the things that they did, I can't even, I can't even sit up here, stand up here and describe. They're so unbelievably horrific. God judges nations over how we treat Israel. These terrorists have no regard for human life. 
News, in, news agencies are spreading misinformation. They're flat out lies. In fact, the UN is calling for investigations of Israel committing crimes against humanity. Oh, by the way, um, a large, large number of UN workers, agencies, are, are um, Palestinian Hamas people. They're embedded in Hamas and they're UN workers. Get your head wrapped around that. And these are high-level management roles that work for Hamas. CNN, I'm not going to mention any news agencies. <laughs> they were embedded in Hamas when this happened. Now, why would Hamas, the CNN, be embedded in with Hamas when this happened, taking fee video feeds of it? Now, why would they do that? How, how, how did that happen? Hey, heads up, I'm going to go kill some Jews. You want to come along? Is that, is, what, what, what is that? How does that work? Well, come to find out that the news, um, CNN news um, agency people, workers, actually were Hamas people. Yeah. And of course, CNN has protected that, and they're not, you know, that's news. Freedom of press, you know. Palestinians have blocked exit routes, the Hamas people, so the Palestinians can't get out. They use children as human shields because they have no regard for life. They use children. They use a hospital. They have their main headquarters in the largest hospital in Gaza. The largest hospital in Gaza, their headquarters is there. All their tunnel network is, is located under that hospital. They bring arms. They supply arms, rockets, and other things to kill people. And the world is saying, oh, Israel, you've got to pause. According to Hamas, there's tens of thousands of people have died. According to who? Hamas? That's credible. I'm telling you all this for one reason. America better get on the right side of this, and they better stay on it. Okay? I said in a couple weeks that America is going to start turning their turning their backs on Israel. And, and if they do, God is going to... We're nothing to God because our nation is nothing to God. The people are because God gave a son for us. But the reality is, is look, I told you that I would bless you if you bless Israel. If you don't, I'm going to curse you. It's that simple. America better get on the right side of us and stay on it. The increased attack in the, in, the, in the United States in the Jewish community since October 7th is 400%. 400%. Jewish professors in uh, New York College barricade themselves in a library because a mob of Palestinian terrorist lovers banged on the doors trying to get in. Instead of like, you know, calling in maybe law enforcement to come in and and arrest these terrorists? You know what they told them to do? Hide in the attic. 
Didn't, didn't that happen, of course, didn't that happen back during the Holocaust? Hiding the attic? This is what we're, this is what we're dealing with. This is the United States, by the way. In Washington, D.C., 300,000 protesters wreaked havoc across D.C. 300,000, where they come from. There are terrorists all across the United States just waiting and ready to attack America because our, our borders are so open right now. And by the way, that New York college I just mentioned, maybe the reason that they didn't do anything except tell the Jews to hide in the attic, maybe they're sympathizers of those groups. Maybe that's why. About 10 years ago, I got a I started getting death threats. Pastors kind of alluded to this. I started getting death threats because of, it was an education thing. I didn't even mean to, to, to get out there that far on something. And it was about Islam. And I, I basically was showing the state of Florida that they had a world history textbook um, that was promoting Islam. And I, I mentioned it was promoting the gospel of Islam. That's what it was doing. It wasn't talking about the history. I'm okay with history. But when you're sitting there promoting the gospel of Islam, I got a problem with that because you're, you're training young people this. Things in the book, with things such as um, uh, women under um, um, Islam has uh, more rights and freedoms than women in America. That was in the text, it was being taught 50% of schools in the United States. So I went out there and, and made an issue of it. I was actually finding Common Core. It wasn't even. That wasn't the really issue. I was using that book as like a close for my Common Core debate because I'd always win it when I did that. Started getting death threats over it. And um, somebody called me and said, "Hey, Randy, you um, you were on this list. You're on a you're on a hit list." It's like, you know, and I laugh because I get threats a lot about political threats. You know, well, I'm going to do this, but they never like you know threaten to kill you. It got it got it got bad. It got it got pretty bad. But I, I, I'm the guy that if you, you know, if you yell at me, I used to crawl under the, you know, I would, I would go hide because I, I couldn't, I want everybody to like me. Well, God fixed that. <laughs> I'm just saying he fixed it real quick. Because he said, because, and, and the more it happened, the, this is what I did. I'm not saying this is wise, this is just what I did. Every time it happened, I'd come out there and I'd say, um, I, I, would, I, became a, I became a, um, a expert in Islam. <clears throat> and I would literally go around the state speaking on Islam. <clears throat> and I'd have hundreds and hundreds of people. In one event, there was over a thousand people. Wouldn't listen to this because it's, it's true, it's real. And um, <clears throat> make a long story short, this, this school has got my name in this school in a report that Randy Osborne Ocala, Florida is an Islamophobe. <laughs> it's one of the schools that's got my name in there. So I, you know, hide in the attic. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm closing with this. We have to not only stand with Israel, but we have to do something. We have to do something. We as Christians can't just say, I like Israel. I'm going to wave my flag. I'm going to wear a pin maybe. All that's good, by the way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, got to, you have to do something. Number one is this. Number one, you have 
to pray for Israel. You have to pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Isn't that biblical? You have to pray for Israel. Secondly, is you have to do something beyond that, okay? When I started standing up really strong for Israel in the past few weeks, it's amazing the friends that are embracing me. People are calling me, and I'm talking about Jewish, Jewish friends. I, know, I don't even know these people, and they're like, Randy, I want to meet you. I, I'm so thankful for, for you. I'm like, who am I? I'm just out there, you know, being a mouth. We need to take a stand. Whatever we can do, we need to stand for Israel. We need to get on the phone and call our politicians. And by the way, on both sides of the aisle, we need to get on the phone and call them. Not all Republicans are supporting Israel. Not all Democrats are supporting Israel. We need to get on the phone and say, look, we are demanding that you support this nation of Israel. And it's the least we can do to take a stand for righteousness. Oh, okay, let's, you know, let's say you get threatened. So what? Are they going to threaten you with heaven? Does it really matter? Time is short. We've all seen the horrific, horrific images on television and on the internet and social media. Israel has lost 1,600 citizens, many of them children, women, babies. Many of them were tortured to death. And we as Americans want to know what we can do to help our Jewish friends in Israel. Number one is pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for wisdom. Pray that God will protect the nation of Israel. And then the second thing you can do is give. And we have a fund that you can donate to. It's on worldviewtruth.org worldviewtruth.org and we are supplying protective gear for the, the communities throughout the state of Israel. If you are interested in that, you can go to worldviewtruth.org, click on the Israel Fund donation and donate whatever amount you're able to give. And we will make sure that every single donation um, will help supply the needs of the families across the state of Israel. You see, the soldiers are battlefield. They are away from their families. So we want to make sure that the families are secure and safe that are in the communities. Thank you and God bless. Worldview Truth.